It's Wednesday, December 8th, and this is Brian with the Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. President Biden warned Russian President Vladimir Putin that the U.S. and its allies would meet a military invasion of Ukraine with strong economic penalties, moves to bolster Ukrainian defenses, and fortify support for Eastern European nations. For two hours Tuesday, the two leaders held a secure video call to address what the U.S. has described as large and unusual troop movements near Russia's border with Ukraine in recent weeks. Mr. Biden reaffirmed U.S. support for Ukraine's sovereignty and urged Mr. Putin to return to diplomatic talks to resolve the conflict in Ukraine's Donbas region, where Kiev is fighting Russian-backed separatists, White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan said following the call. Mr. Biden also told Mr. Putin that the U.S. is prepared to provide additional defense assistance to Ukraine in the event that its sovereignty is violated. He also warned about the potential for additional deployment of military supplies and capabilities to members of NATO, particularly Baltic nations, Romania, Poland, and others near Russia, that will be increasingly concerned about the security and territorial integrity of their countries. Around the world, Australia announced a diplomatic boycott of the 2022 Winter Olympics in Beijing, joining the U.S. in foregoing official representation at the coming event in the latest show of strained tensions between Australia and China. Prime Minister Scott Morrison on Wednesday said Australian government officials wouldn't attend the Games, citing discord between the countries as well as China's campaign of forcible assimilation against religious minorities in the country's northwestern region of Xinjiang. Relations between Australia and China were badly strained by Mr. Morrison's call last year for an international investigation into the first outbreak of COVID-19 in central China. Beijing saw it as meddling by a foreign government and responded by imposing tariffs and other restrictions on Australian imports, including barley, beef, and coal. More recently, Australia joined with the U.S. and the U.K. in creating a new security pact that aims to counter China's influence in the Indo-Pacific region. As part of that agreement, the U.S. said it would share technology to enable Australia to own a fleet of nuclear-powered submarines. In other news, House and Senate negotiators on Tuesday unveiled a $778 billion defense policy and budget bill that authorizes $25 billion more in military spending requested by President Biden and creates a commission on the war in Afghanistan three months after America's longest war ended in a chaotic and bloody withdrawal. The National Defense Authorization Act includes pay raises for troops and money for military construction, ships and aircraft, and typically passes Congress with broad bipartisan support. This year, lawmakers agreed to make major changes to the military justice system scrapped plans to require women to register for the draft. The bill boosts military spending by about 5% over last year's budget, exceeding Mr. Biden's request of $752.9 billion for the Defense and Energy Department's national security programs. Both House and Senate leaders expect the NDAA to pass without amendments, sending it to President Biden's desk for his signature. And. A few dozen survivors of Pearl Harbor and other veterans gathered Tuesday at the site of the bombing 80 years ago to remember those killed in the attack by Japan that launched the U.S. into World War II. The USS Chung-Hoon, a 
guided missile destroyer passed in front of the pier with its sailors lining the ship's edge to honor the World War II veterans who were present. David Russell, 101-year-old from Albany, Oregon, who survived the attack while on the USS Oklahoma, stood to salute the destroyer on behalf of the veterans. The attendees observed a moment of silence at 7.55 a.m., the same minute the attack began decades ago. Navy Secretary Carlos del Toro, who addressed the gathering, said it took millions of individual acts of valor and courage at home and overseas to get the nation through the war. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. These headlines were brought to you today by Podmeo. Start your podcast easily at podmeo.com, the world's number one podcast hosting. Subscribe to this daily morning brief on Spotify, Apple Podcast, themorningnews.com. Happy birthday, Lily.